Smartcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. There's a lot of fear around setting boundaries and that also meaning that you do not love someone. Setting boundaries and the fear of, if I set this parameter, that person will leave me. That person will think less of me. That person will fear me. And this could not be further from the truth. A healthy boundary is the distance, the safe distance between being able to love yourself and love the other person in harmony, in balance. Welcome, beautiful souls, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna with your host, Harrison Ma. I invite you on a mystical voyage from the intellect to the soul, delving deep into the mysteries of love's spiritual essence and its unfolding. This podcast celebrates the peeling back of heart layers, revealing profound lessons, interviews with spiritual seekers, and practices to open your heart to love's infinite wisdom. Good morning, evening, afternoon, magical beings. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Another solo sode, another section and part of manifesting new love, romance, friends, and tribe. This is part three that you are joining here today. I'm so excited. I have so much to share. This is the show and episode for you if you're looking to manifest new kinds of loving relationships into your life from a very spiritual and energetic and emotional perspective. I am using the chakra system as the main themes of how we can use certain tools and practices and understandings to manifest new love. And as I stated, this is part three. So today we'll be going into all the themes centered around the solar plexus and how they relate to you bringing in new kinds of beautiful relationships that you deserve. So stick around to the end and you'll soak up all the powerful tools and practices. If you're listening on the podcast player today, please share this out with a friend, a family member, a lover that you think it could support and help. Leave your feedback over on Apple and Spotify. It helps me expand the show with your ideas and what you want more of. And if you're joining here today, either live on the Facebook group, YouTube, LinkedIn. I am so grateful to have you. If you have comments and questions, stay as always. Please drop them in the comment section wherever you're watching and I will add your voice in where I can. With all that, let's get into today's theme, all things manifesting through the solar plexus. I would encourage everyone tuning in for the first time, I'll put the links in the show notes to the first two episodes, the first two parts of this series that I've done because they all sort of flow together. So I'd go back and listen to them. But I'm going to quickly go over the three main fundamental laws that we can apply to all of these energy centers in relation to manifesting. And uh, I would ask you to open your heart 
to these laws. And, and I'll keep going over them as we go through the different themes. So the three laws as a recap here today to manifest new love into your life is number one, you want to be that which you want to see. You want to become that which you want to manifest. It's already here now. So become it so you can attract it. Law two is you are not a soul in a body, but you are a body in a soul. And in relation to manifesting, what that means is that you are so much bigger than what you actually think you are. And when you tap into your soulful spiritual being, then manifesting becomes easy. And rule number three here with manifesting new love is nothing is outside of you. When it comes to the bigger spiritual being that I was just alluding to, everything is within. So when we are looking to manifest new love, this is an inside game because when it comes to consciousness, there is nothing outside. Everything is within the field. So the way to get the love that you deserve to feel will always be an inside job. And with that, I'm going to give you some practical tools and insights on how to do that inside job and how to connect into that inside activity. And we're going to do that today through the solar plexus perspective. So let's get into the first theme here within the solar plexus and welcome Christy. Welcome, Suzanne. I see you in the Facebook group. Let's get into the first theme of the solar plexus, and that is your values, your worth and identity. I'm going to get into ego after this in a second, but I want to speak on the word of values. What do you stand for? I'll give a quick little example here. If you are like me, most likely in your past or maybe in your current present, you are seeking love to fill a hole. You are seeking a new romance, seeking a friend, seeking a tribe to fill something that you think is missing. And most of us are doing this unconsciously. However, once we start this love journey inwards, we remember that nothing was ever missing. And once we begin to fill our love cup up, and reacquaint ourselves with the wholeness and worthiness and abundance of what we are, we come back to the understanding that we never needed something to fill us. And when we're looking to manifest new love, now what we're doing is we are stepping out into the world from a space of fullness. So coming back to values, from this space of fullness, what we can learn to now do is get specific with that fullness. What do I mean by this? If I want to attract a romantic, let's use a romantic partner as an example, and I want that romantic partner to, let's say, have the value of natural healing, holistic healing, or have the value of courage, or have the value of 
speaking from a place of authenticity. Then my role here now is to get specific with that value inside of myself. Is that something that I currently stand for? Is that value of courage, confidence, authenticity, natural healing, is that a current value that lights me up? Is that a current value that I stand for? And if it is, wonderful. But I would assert here that your role is to get specific, get excited for all the things that you currently stand for, all of your current values. Because if you get excited, if you feel these values inside of you, because remember, we spoke about this in part two, feeling and emotion is pivotal in terms of manifesting, right? We want emotion, we want feeling to attract in. If you feel the value that you currently want to see in someone else inside of you, then you attract that in. You attract from that space of value. Okay, so the practical tool here around the solar plexus and manifesting love is starting to get specific. And what I would what I would do, what I have done, and what I encourage you to do is write a list. Write a list of all of the current values that light you up, that you stand for, that you wish to have not just more of inside of you, but that which you wish to see reflected in an external relationship, external friendship, external romantic partner, external tribe. The more clear we become, the more confident we are, the better we attract. Simple as that. Okay, let's keep it flowing. And welcome, Ashley. I see you there in the Facebook chat. Again, if you're joining live here today, if any questions flow up for you, any comments on manifesting new love, doesn't have to be around the solar plexus, but if it is wonderful, please add it in the comments section and uh, we'll keep it going. So next up here around the solar plexus and manifesting love is healthy ego formation. Healthy ego formation what do I mean by this? So flowing on from values, often what occurs in our development overall, but specifically through the solar plexus and when we're looking to manifest new love, it's very easy for us to get lost in what I would deem an unhealthy ego. We become the identity of a story of an emotion, of a pain, of a trauma, of a perception. The most common one that most of us get stuck in is the victim, right? The, the story, the perception of the victim. I am this pain. I am this abuse. I am this trauma. But remember, unhealthy ego can also go the other way, right? It can You can become the identity of quote-unquote good things, right? I am the amount of money that I earn. I am this job that I'm successful in. I am this, you know, assert the current 
3D concept. So what we want to learn to do when we're manifesting new love is we want to have a healthy ego. We want to balance the ego. We want to understand that while we deserve to stand in certain perceptions, certain values, as I spoke about a second ago, certain worldly aspects, we want to remember that those worldly aspects are not what we are. Okay, so let's use the example that I spoke about earlier. Let's say that I'm wanting to attract a romantic partner that has the value of authenticity or has the value of holistic natural healing or has the value of wanting to build a family. These are all beautiful perceptions. These are all beautiful values. But if we want to truly get to the deepness of what we are, we must remember that while those values can serve us and while they can help us get specific around what we want, ultimately, our truest identity is the thing that holds those perceptions, the things that hold those masks, those things that hold those values. So a healthy ego is one where we understand we play a role when it's needed and we step back to understand what we actually are, right? We play a role when it's needed and we remember that the role is not our fullest expression. Okay, I'll give another example just to really highlight this. If you have been through some kind of abuse in past relationships, okay, maybe you were abandoned, maybe you rejected, maybe you were harmed in some way, then this is often where the, the victim perception comes in, the victim story, the victim identity. If we are not aware of what we actually are, what our truest identity is, then what will start to happen is we will continue to manifest relationships from that victim lens, right? From that victim mask. Right? Because remember, nothing is outside of us and we are constantly attracting from our place of perception. So we'll continue to attract partners, friends, tribes, that build up the victim mask, that continue the cycle of being the victim until we remember that we have a choice to take that mask off, that we have a choice to release the victim, release the story that no longer serves us. Okay, this is just one example. But this is what we must do to not just have a healthy ego, but to manifest what we actually want. Remember our choice in being able to take the masks of identity and perception off. All right. I'll leave that one there. Let's keep it flowing. Next up here within the solar plexus and manifesting love. 
and this is a big theme of the solar plexus at large. So I'll take this one slowly and I'm going to read a question that I received from you, the beautiful community around manifesting love. And I'm going to connect it into this, this theme. So the message reads, hello, beautiful soul. I have a question that was passed on to me by my best friend related to yesterday's series when you started this part one, and I wasn't sure how to answer it. So I'm wondering if you could share your insight. I shared with her your episode and she loved it. She has just ended a newer relationship for a few months. She's been feeling such resistance for the last month, not knowing really what wasn't adding up. Something was off. So she concluded that it wasn't for her highest good to continue. So she ended it. After she ended it, however, she said that she felt a stomach flipping, anxiousness, nervousness. She asked me what those bodily, bodily sensations meant and if I had some theories behind them. I wanted to ask your thoughts. So, firstly, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing and thank you for asking this question. And it highlights beautifully the next theme of the solar plexus and manifesting love. And this next theme is cutting cords and taking your power back. Cutting cords and taking your power back. One of the biggest teachings and lessons around the solar plexus is the re remembering, the reacquainting ourselves with the power that we are, the inner flame, our inner strength, our inner stability, our inner safety, our inner flame in many ways. Often we forget this inner strength, this inner power, this inner flame when we get caught up in our relationships. And I don't say caught up negatively or positively. That's just what occurs when we get in relationship with someone, we energetically connect to them. When that relationship ends for whatever reason, that cord, depending on our level of awareness, will either be cut or it will be continued to be connected. And this is where we need to bring our conscious awareness. In this question, there were some feelings of anxiousness, nervousness, stomach flipping. And often in my experience, this often comes from this cord cutting experience, this cord relationship that we have to other people. As I spoke about in part two, we must always ask ourselves the meaning behind a certain feeling and emotion. We must not subscribe negativity or positivity, right? There is no energy, it's just energy. So we must lean into the current feeling, in this case, nervousness, anxiousness, stomach flipping, and ask, what is being said? What must be done? What action can I take? And in most cases in relation to this, there are some energetic cords that need to be cut. And we don't cut in a way to sort of negatively push away. We are cutting to remember that our power is us. 
that the current momentary illusion of maybe anxiousness, fear, nervousness, that something outside of me has control, has their way with me, is an illusion. So something must be done to come back to this. And often that's what these feelings are arising around. A desire to reacquaint oneself with the strength that we've always had. Right, And this could look like many different things. This could look like going into oneself and lovingly expressing some affirmations of release or lovingly expressing some affirmations of forgiveness or lovingly expressing some affirmations of inner power. Right, It could be actively visualizing that person and letting them go. Right, It could be speaking something. Many different. There are many different ways to handle this. But the main focus here is to bring awareness to the cord and take the action that's needed to come back to your inner flame, your inner strength, your inner light. Okay, next up, following straight on from that. So in regards to our relationships, the ones that we currently have and the ones we want to manifest, the new love, romantic friendships, new tribe. Once we've cut cords or once we are starting to manifest maybe a new dynamic, the next theme of the solar plexus is understanding what a healthy boundary is. Boundaries play a very important role within this energetic center. And we must understand what a healthy boundary is to manifest the love that we deserve. Because if we don't have a boundary, if you're like me, this often leads to overgiving. This often leads to burnout. This often leads to doing things we actually do not want to do. Saying yes when we mean no. Saying no when we actually mean yes. So healthy boundaries become a tool for you to manifest the love that you deserve. A boundary I would define as a energetic parameter that is permeable. What do I mean by that? A boundary is not a wall. A boundary is not something you put up and everything is blocked. Everything is cut out. Do not get me wrong, you may need that at a certain point in your life. But most of us, what a healthy boundary looks like is I often explain this in relationship to our inner biology, our cells. Our cells have boundaries around them, boundaries that are permeable, boundaries that based off the current needs of the time will either let in what is needed or decrease the amount of intensity. Right, so they will, it'll be permeable based off what your current desire is. That's what a boundary is. Right, and I share this because there's a lot of fear around setting boundaries and that also meaning that you do not love someone. Setting boundaries and the fear of if I set this parameter, that person will leave me. That person will think less of me. That person will fear me and this could not be further from the truth 
a healthy boundary is the distance, the safe distance between being able to love yourself and love the other person in harmony, in balance. And we can all learn to do this. Right, and I'll add one more thing here. This, these boundaries, when we're looking to manifest new love in our life, these boundaries don't just exist on a physical layer, on a physical level. They also exist on the astral, etheric level. What I mean by that is relationship to our guides, right? Our angels, our ancestors, our spirit guides, our ascended masters, whatever your spiritual team is, we must also learn to set boundaries with them. Because while they do respect our free will, sometimes when we do allow them and give them permission to come in, there's a lot that comes with that. So we can also practice healthy boundaries in our non-physical world with these guides, with these angels, with these, with these non-physical beings that we connect to. And I share that as another way for you to practice boundaries. All right, let's keep it going. I got one more little theme here today to share in within the solar plexus and manifesting new love. I hope this is bringing you value. If it is, please share this out with someone that you think it can support and help and uh, leave your comments, questions on the live videos if anything's coming up. So the next, next theme here within the solar plexus and manifesting new love, the final one is a relationship with anger. I've noticed that when I've connected into my solar plexus center, both individually as in within myself and working with others, one of the most common emotions that corresponds to the solar plexus is anger. Most of us have an unhealthy relationship with anger. And if we have an unhealthy relationship with an anger internally, as the laws apply here with manifesting, it will be unhealthy in the relationships we wish to manifest. So what we want to learn to do is understand what healthy, balanced anger is and how anger can actually serve us and how anger can actually help us manifest new love. So what do I mean by this? Anger has two unbalanced states. It either is suppressed and repressed due to fear, due to concern that if we express our anger, we'll push people away, due to us fearing that our anger will hurt people. Or when anger does come up in a flurry, in an intensity, and we unfortunately become the anger in that moment and we take the anger out as rage on another person. Right? These are the two unbalanced states of anger in my experience. But there is a middle ground. There is a middle ground in which we can use anger for our beautiful self-expression, where we can use anger to actually expand us rather than, again, either suppressing it or taking it out on other people. When we've all experienced anger, often what does it do? It energizes us. It gets us 
activated. It gets us moving. This is not a coincidence. Anger on a frequency vibrational level is very energizing. In my opinion, this is because anger helps us put a line in the, stand, in the sand. Anger helps us put a line in the sand and say, I matter. Anger helps us stand in our truth. Anger helps us stand in the confident being that we have always been internally. Right? Remember the themes of the solar plexus, inner power, inner light, inner flame, inner ignition. So what we can learn to do is when anger moves through us and we feel it, we're connecting to it, we can use a three-step process that I use as an individual and use with people that I work with. First is acknowledging it, feeling it, usually in that solar plexus area. Step two is seeing the anger travel up and mixing it through your heart, mixing it with love, mixing that anger with a container of loving presence, the loving presence that you are. And then step three, allowing that love and anger, that, that anger-fueled love, to then move through your throat and then speak the thing. Do not speak the thing by taking it out on someone. Speak the thing and talk about it from your lens. Well, let's say you're angry about something that's just happened in your current relationship. You don't speak the thing by taking it out on the person. You use your beautiful I statements and speak it from your perspective. I feel this way. I'm experiencing this. I would like to share this thing about myself. That way, you're channeling the anger, you're mixing it with love, and you're using it to speak the thing that matters. Connecting this all the way back now to manifesting love. What do you think will happen if you practice this from your own internal reality? Well, what starts to happen is that you manifest a partner, a friend, a tribe that also reflects this same confidence, also reflects this same courage, also reflects this same ability to stand in one's truth. And when you have a romantic partnership, when you have a friend, when you have a tribe of individuals that are standing strong in their truth, confidently, courageously, then I don't know about you, but that is the kind of connected energy that we need in this world to make a difference, to make a change. And it all begins with you. It all begins with you standing strong in your healthy, confident, courageous anger expression. So it's an important teaching. And it shows, like I'll say this one more, one more time here to wrap this up today. Welcome, Sharon. I see you there in the chat. I'm so happy you found this tribe as well. This is the last thing I'll add here today. It shows our ability to impact the larger world by just 
being the truest versions of ourselves. Okay, whether it's anger, anger expression that we just spoke about, whether it's setting the healthy boundaries, whether it's cutting cords, taking our power back, whether it's balancing our ego or setting our values. When we focus on doing all these things, our presence, our ability to stand strong in all of these devotional acts for self, it does not happen as an isolated component. It happens as an intricate, interconnected wholeness. Right? We truly live in a holographic universe. So the way that one person shows up will impact and ripple into the collective. So never underestimate your devotional practices that you do, quote unquote, by yourself. Because if you can do any of these activities today that I've talked about, and you feel the change in yourself, then that change now becomes an example of what people see and what people are inspired to do themselves when you step out into the world, when you share your heart, when you share your love with all the people around you, whether that's new love that you're manifesting or it's the current love that's in your world. So do not underestimate your impact. All right, beautiful beings. I'm going to wrap it up there today. I hope this brought you value. As always, hope this brought you insight. If it did, please take action. Go practice some of these tools today that I've talked about and let me know how they go. If you have questions, much like the one I read out here today for part four, which I'll be focusing on the heart chakra. I'm excited to go to that one because there's so much when it comes to the heart, obviously, in, in manifesting love. If you have questions for that section, put it in the comments of this video and I will read them out and connect them into the next episode. If this is the kind of work that you're looking to do in the world, then please reach out to me and I'll see if I have spaces for the coaching and the mentoring I offer in this world. But regardless, I love you deeply. And until next time here on the show, I send you love, I send you light. And I'll see you again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify star feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. 
Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for The The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 